This is a Federal News Network podcast. The Department of Veterans Affairs has long touted a need for accountability, everybody's favorite word. It created a new accountability office three years ago. It's supposed to hold senior leaders accountable and give whistleblowers a safe place to point out retaliation. Now the office has been criticized for punishing lower-level employees over the executives. During an 18-month period, VA's Accountability Office recommended disciplinary action for just seven senior leaders. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now for the latest on how that office is doing. And, uh, Nicole, walk us through some of the findings that there is a new report. Where did it come from? And what does it say about the VA's Accountability Office? So VA's Office of Accountability and Whistleblower Protection, OEWP, is supposed to report to Congress every year on its activities, how many complaints it's gotten, who it's recommended discipline for. And that's what this is. It was shared with Congress, I believe, earlier this month. We have a copy. And the reporting period covers about 18 months from October 2018 through the end of May 2020. And it covers pretty much the entirety of the first permanent confirmed leader of that office, Tamara Bonzanto, who herself is a nurse. She used to be an investigator with the House Veterans Affairs Committee. So she has experience with this herself. She's also a veteran. And so, like you mentioned, the Office of Accountability and Whistleblower Protection got about 3,463 complaints during that 18-month period. And there were a total of, it's around 40,000 or so VA supervisors and then another 1,000 senior leaders who fall within the scope of OAWP's kind of investigatory responsibilities. And of that number, OAWP recommended disciplinary action for six senior leaders for misconduct or poor performance, and then one supervisor for alleged whistleblower retaliation, again, during 18 months. And I think the criticism is that, you know, this office really was formed to hold senior leaders, senior executives accountable. This came after, you know, the Phoenix scandal of 2014, where senior executives were potentially implicated there. And so that's what Congress wanted to see was, I think, more action directed at senior leaders. And instead, we're finding that there were seven total who were recommended for disciplinary action. The report points out at least one instance where action wasn't taken at all. All right. So a lot of smoke, not much heat, apparently. Now, the inspector general and Congress, as you mentioned, have had some real problems with this office in the first place. So what's their opinion of it? Just last fall, the VAIG really pointed out some issues with the office and said that pretty much OEWP was failing VA whistleblowers and that in some cases the office actually exceeded its statutory responsibilities. And so that I think you can see OEWP attempt to tackle some of the recommendations that the IG pointed out. And we'll get into those in a minute. Congress has also not always been thrilled with this particular office. They say they've received complaints about it since it was first stood up back in 2017. And they continue to hear about just the lack of disparity between some of the punishments and disciplinary actions for lower level housekeepers, janitors, et cetera, compared to senior executives at the top. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. And uh, some of those recommendations include what? 
So OEWP acknowledged that it had some quality issues with its investigations and some pretty egregious ones at that. And you can tell reading this report that they acknowledge that and they're trying to say everything they can to, I think, assure people that it's gotten better. Although I'll say that the report doesn't have a ton of details on specifically how they've improved investigations. So OEWP, for example, says they've improved investigations and they say that they've improved because they've added a few more investigators and they've also made the investigative teams smaller, which they think would have an impact. They say there's now kind of a quality control division that oversees some of these investigations. They point out things like hiring a senior government information specialist to do an overhaul of their FOIA authorities and procedures, which was another issue that the IG had at one point. They also mentioned that they have implemented training, which last fall, OEWP made it sound like training would be the be-all, end-all to resolve some of their issues. And they say that they've implemented training throughout the department for investigators, but then also for VA employees themselves who are often really confused when they have a complaint, they don't know where to go, and they don't know if this particular office is the one that would address their concerns. It sounds like they have issues from both ends of the spectrum here with 40,000 complaints coming in in 18 months. There could be a lot of noise and junk complaints coming in from that end. On the other hand, if they only could find six or seven possible problems out of all those, sounds like they're not very vigorous on perhaps the ones that were worthy of the 40,000. So it sounds like there's a data analysis almost that needs to be done here to figure out what the reality is within VA. There's certainly some of that. So of the about 3,400 complaints that OEWP received during this 18-month period, there were only 389 of them that were investigated by this office. And the rest either were non-conclusive or they were outside of the scope of OEWP and its responsibilities. If you look at the six cases where OAWP did recommend some disciplinary action for senior executives, the descriptions, I think, tell some interesting stories. So in one example, the department actually did demote a VA medical center chief of staff to a non-supervisory position after that person failed to separate an employee from an alleged sexual harasser. So we did see action on one case. On another case, though, it wasn't quite clear. You know, we heard in one situation that OAWP recommended a suspension for the chief of staff at another VA medical center who had closed a surgery program without really going through the proper procedures. And OAWP said it potentially endangered veterans' care. But the director of this particular VA medical center didn't choose to go through with VA's recommended course of disciplinary action. So we're seeing kind of a mixed, I think, reaction to some of the recommendations that do come from this office and some mixed outcomes there. So what happens next? We don't know quite yet what happens next, Tom. You know, OEWP talked a lot about improvements that were ongoing, things that they wanted to do. And when the IG brought these concerns up to Congress and the VA Accountability Office itself, you know, it acknowledged that it would take time for these issues to be resolved and it would take longer for this office to address a culture of retaliation, which the IG said that this office and VA in general had. And so I don't think we're going to see quick action necessarily, you know, the next OEWP annual report that we get. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Be sure to check out her story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. 
First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast1 to learn more and start your free trial.